Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. You're listening to Marvelous Monday right back here every single Monday on Blog Talk USA Radio. We're so happy that you're able to join us uh, this evening. Our engineer has stepped away for a few minutes, or she could tell you exactly the various ways in which you can listen to us every Monday. But since she's not here, I hope that you're listening right now on our Block Talk USA radio number. Hope you're having a great week and hopefully, prayerfully, all of our moms and those moms out there who are moms to children, those who have touched lives to help to rear the children of our nation, uh, that you had a great Mother's Day weekend on this past weekend. Uh, As you know, it probably was not the usual Mother's Day weekend where we could get together with all of the family members from various areas and have the big cookout or the big dinner made inside uh, the kitchen. Uh, Maybe yours was not quite that way. And let me just tell you that I made my own Mother's Day dinner on yesterday because the children didn't come. And it's just a different time right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we need to do and how we need to open up and begin getting back to some form of normalcy. Uh, But there is a structured way that we have to do that. Uh, And uh, it's not getting together with 4,000 people in one location. We'll talk a little bit about uh, that. And what uh, we found out and saw that happened uh, here in East Texas over the weekend. But uh, we're so glad that you're right here with us, listening with us tonight. And so let me find out if Mr. Arthur, uh, Mr. Arthur, I don't know if you're out there. How are you doing? Right- yes, you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Rihanna is, is uh, tied up a little bit tonight. Uh, There's still a few things that uh, people have to do and beginning to do. So how are things with you there in Dallas, Texas? Well, I mean, you know, same way all across America right now. You know, we're just trying to stay (laughs) safe. Trying to stay safe, trying to stay safe. Well, I tell you what, uh, Mr. Arthur, I don't know if – if we have a we have a special guest, I think that may be coming on, uh, Mr. Raph Jennings, and I'm not sure if he is on yet. Uh, if he is, uh, we're going to ask him to press one. I think the lines are all open, anyways, because as I mentioned, Miss Rihanna is having to step away for a bit, and so she probably have just all the lines wide open for uh, guests that may be coming in. Mister uh, uh, Mr. Raph Jennings, are you on with us right now? Okay, so maybe not. So, um, so let's get started then, um, Mr. Arthur, and let's talk. I don't know if um, 
if Bishop Guillory is in or not. I know that he's been a little busy this past few weeks and have been able to join us. So much is going on. So much is going on, um, Mr. Arthur. So, um, and, and, what, and what about your, your, your hair? Speak, speaking of being safe, what about your hairstylist? She was out there on The View today. Let's talk about that before we actually get into some other parts of the show. Uh, but I understand the uh, hairstylist that continued to have her uh, hair mm-hmm. salon open and right. she defied all odds is telling her that she couldn't do it. She did it anyways because she said she needed to feed her family. But Mrs. Well, uh, well, 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 since that time we found out that her family includes about five exotic animals, <laughs> including a wallaby, uh, you know, she owns like <laughs> – she owns like five salons. She's not a hairstylist. She's a she's a, she's a rich white lady, you know. Okay. And, and she's already and, and she and she also and she also is getting money from the uh, uh you know from the programs uh you know, mm-hmm. the government putting that. So mm-hmm. she got money well, coming mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. and then she and, and then she put in this stunt. So this is a, again and and a and a QAnon which is a race organization. They want to set up the the GoFundMe page for her. So, so, you know, so she's, you know, she just, she's, and and again, uh, the gov, the, 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 you know, Dallas is following the governor's orders and then the governor is telling you, don't follow his orders. Then he goes up and meets with Mr. Trump for a photo op, talking about we ought to let her out. Well, it was your law to put her in. So again, you know, it's not about saving people. And I'm just gonna tell, hey, black folks, y'all need to save yourself. And I'm telling you right now, it's it's a it's a kill off going on. It's some people that want you dead. This is a free, free ethnic cleansing. The way they're looking at it, so they're gonna be slow to get rid of this virus because they think it's not gonna affect them. But in the end, uh, I, I think it's not gonna be like that. They're gonna realize that, uh oh, we really messed up. Well, well, the virus is affecting everybody. I want it, I want everybody who's listening, uh, Mr. Arthur, out there that this virus is real. It is affecting every single person. It has no one specific ethnicity, no one specific race, creed, or color uh, on it. Uh, it is just dangerous to anyone who comes in contact uh, with it. Uh, our family goes out, Mr. Uh, Mr. Arthur, to another uh, casualty here in Tyler, Texas, on yesterday. So uh, our prayers are with all of the people who have lost loved ones due to this. And people also have to understand this part is that when when a virus or when uh, an illness or a disease attacks your system, uh, it can touch every organ of your body. Some people may say, well, uh, he or she died of cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. heart attack, or they may have died of, of this, or they had a fall, And and but why did they have a fall? Well, maybe corona overtook their body and they couldn't stay up on their feet, right? And so it can attack the kidneys, the liver, the heart, uh, everywhere, all over throughout the body. And that well, like will say, take that body well, down. Go ahead. Well, well, well what I'm hoping that that uh, particularly black folks do is uh, is uh, get this notion of going back to quote normal. Y'all, let's go. 
It ain't no normal. You getting out? You you getting out doing uh, running around, <clears throat> uh, going around like it's like it's quote normal. Uh, it's a it, it, it's a <laughs> the, the, there's a killer program working, and folks not working to stop it. That's what you have to understand. So when you out there quote getting the economy going, uh, you're actually you're actually uh, you know putting your community in danger. Because, because again, it's about you protecting yourself and your family, and, and like I said, and a lot of these youngsters, they 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 still believe they can get it. Uh, now they well, now they tell you the truth that kids can get it. First they try to act children couldn't get it. I see people in the store with their kids no mask on, you know, telling you know to my their kids couldn't get it. So I'm just saying, you know, you 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 know how to protect yourself. You need to do that. You don't need to be listening to none of these politicians or nobody else on how to protect yourself. You already know. You just need to do it. Now, you know, again, a lot of people was out this weekend. You know, some, you know, you know, you know, you know, part parting up a song. And I'm just saying, yeah. hey, y'all. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 glad you're you're bringing out some of these things, Mr. Arthur, because uh, we we'll come back to the hairstylist in a few minutes because I do want to make mention of something that you said very important there, and and that is that this young lady actually got governmental money. She got eighteen thousand uh, dollars in in a small business funds, and she pretended or said, uh, but I didn't know what to do with the money. I didn't know how to spend it. Uh, which uh, none of those uh, arguments made any sense uh, to me because she knew exa- you spend it on your business, right? Uh, whether mm. you decide you want to uh, pay your employees, whether you want to decide where you decide to uh, pay your rent and and all that. She says, "Well, I I don't pay them. They rent uh, they rent their booths uh, from her." Uh, yeah, I used to own salon, so I understand how that happened. Mm-hmm. But still, the funding was sent to help that business in whichever way that that business runs and is needed. So that when she said that today on uh, a view of uh, the view, uh, that mm-hmm. just didn't resonate with me. And so I, I think that that they probably didn't know all the correct answers, uh, the questions to really ask her. Because uh, because they kind of left it like, oh, okay, well, we accept what you say, but no, we know uh, that our uh, indicted attorney well, general. Well, Go ahead. Well, look here. Let's you know because you know, we don't want to you know we don't you know we don't want to overanalyze stupid. I'm just gonna say this: paint her black, paint her black. Okay, just paint her black, and then now what's the reaction? That's all I got to say about that. Paint her black. Now, what's the reaction? Reaction is, why are you so selfish? Why do you want to put folks in harm's way like that? Da 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 da. And you got some money too. Now, and and then talk about a GoFundMe page, a black woman. Then she get a, a GoFundMe page. I don't think so. Five hundred thousand dollars? Nope. Five hundred thousand dollars. So we know what this. So we know what this is. This is a part of those protests you've been seeing all over the. You know, from from the. You know, from that crowd, you know who they are, and she, and she's just a part of that. No more, no less. She she's a part of that. That's what she is. She's a she's well, a part well, of you that. know so. it, it just it, but it, what it sounded like to me, this Arthur, and you can tell me with if you think I'm wrong in that, but it it just sounded like to me she was rewarded for breaking the law, and so you said 
paint her black. So what I got from what you just said is that if it was a black person, uh, is that what you're saying? That it would be that we wouldn't have the attorney general would not have. Does the attorney general would not? No, he'd be saying he was saying give us some more days of contempt. Okay. As as a matter of fact, I believe he said uh, that he would go to jail for her, right? Well, he needs to go to jail anyway. He needs to go to jail anyway. I I believe he's an indicted attorney general, correct? Pay a bill. They said they want to pay her, you know, pay a bail. I mean, all kinds of stuff, you know, and then pass this crooked stuff, you know. And and then, right. Well, and then the other part is that I believe Ted Cruz left and went up to Dallas to get his hair cut in her salon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like rewarding, yeah. rewarding bad behavior, bad, bad behavior. behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, no, yeah. no, no, I said it's not rewarding, not rewarding white privilege behavior. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, mm-hmm. well, th- let's let's go. We we can be pretty much done with that part. Let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about uh, easing up. You you talked about that people have to take full responsibility themselves. Uh, when they decide that they want to reopen, I can tell you mm-hmm. that um, that we had an outburst. Two things that I want to mention mm-hmm. here in Tyler is that we had mm-hmm. an outbreak uh, March, uh, excuse me, uh, one May, May the first, uh, when mm-hmm. Abbott opened up the state of Texas in Phase One. That Phase mm-hmm. One uh, consisted of museums, consisted of uh, libraries, the malls. The malls, which down here are still mm-hmm. doing curbside, they're they're not uh, actually opening their doors yet and letting people in uh, because they they're just concerned about lives. Even though they're concerned about the economy as well, but they're concerned about lives. So they're doing things a little safer, uh, more meticulous, rather than opening up and trying to keep up with 25 percent of people, because that's what it says, 25% of the people mm-hmm. in these facilities, mm-hmm. right, to include the churches. Right. Uh, very right. few uh, churches here in our area actually <laughs> went back to uh, went back to church. But, um, and, and I know one did, and uh, they had three services, and I know there was about 30 people at the first service, and so I don't know how many with the others, but it didn't look like very many. Right. Uh, as as some folks say, you could you could uh, pick a chicken and share it with all the people that actually showed up because people are just kind of fearful. Uh, this they know that this uh, disease is no joke. But how, Mr. Denny? Because excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Arthur. Because we know we can't stay open forever. How do you see that we can open up safely? Well, like I said again, again, you know, the CDC laid out laid out what to do. <laughs> you you need first of all, you need to put the uh, you know, put the testing in place, put the PPEs in place. You need to have two weeks of declining uh, cases, and then and then do the protective things as you open stuff back up. We've done none of that. We've done none of that. We've done none of that. So there is no safe way right now because our way safe haven't been made. It was laid out, but it wasn't followed. So what's the safe way now? Hate to tell you, right. the only safe way right now is for you to protect yourself. I believe these politicians quit running around like everything is quote normal. It ain't normal. 
you can kill somebody with it or get self killed. So it ain't normal. So, you know, I guess people desire to get their hair fixed, their nails done, their toes, hose. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I guess that I guess that you know, supersedes uh, living or dying, I guess, I, evidently. I, I guess people just, you know, in America, we're so used to short-term gratification, quick, 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 till, you know, we're you doing, it, you know, so they kind of using that as, you know, as bait, you know, bait, you know, just baiting people in and, you know, folks, well, you know, yeah, I got to die or something, you know, you, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, and right. they just show you how to beat down, they show how beat down people are. Yes, yes. Well, the one thing that I can tell you that we have to do, uh, Mr. Arthur, we have to listen to the public health experts. We have to listen to the medical people who really understand uh, how viruses work and how healthcare, our healthcare system, how diseases work, or or it's really going to backfire on us. And if it backfires on us, and then we end up back to where we were. Uh, it's going to be much worse uh, than it was before. So we we, yeah. we see that uh, Trump and Pence and those folk uh, defying uh, to wear masks. They're out and about, uh, and and I understand that instructions were given to the people that work in those little small spaces there in the West Wing that they were instructed to not wear masks because they didn't want it. Trump does not want it to look like that this is a serious issue. And uh, and you said something that a lot of people are saying uh, that um, that uh, it sounds that it's a conspiracy to to wipe out some people. You know, I, I don't know, but uh, that's uh, that's what many people are saying because that's what it looks like to them because they're defying uh, listening to the public health experts and deciding to open our our cities and not really have a real our states and not really have a real plan, right? Is is what what the bottom line right. is that there's no real plan to do it. Right. Well, well, like I said again, again, uh, the safety the safety comes from the leadership you're getting. We haven't gotten right. safety leadership, yeah, right. and it's hard to be safe when you haven't got safety leadership. So you know you got folks with ultras. Well, I, I saw where the, I saw where the, the uh, Schumer's char- charged up the VA because they you know they didn't have testing drugs on the veterans. Hmm. Wow. Testing drugs on the veterans. So see all, all kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff is going on uh, in the mix of all this stuff. So I'm just saying. So hey, so it ain't nothing safe per se. You know it's about safety. I, you know, the leadership ain't the, the leadership is not about safety. So everything starts with leadership. It do make a difference who the leader is, and that's what people need to understand for this next election sure. coming up. It makes a difference who the leader is. Sure. Well, that's interesting that you said that because you know what that reminded me of, right? What's that? That, re- that reminded me of the Tuskegee experiment. Oh, yeah. The syphilis mm-hmm. of the- <laughs> Experiment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we know who yeah. that experiment was done on to men, soldiers, black men. So that re- that reminded me of that when you, when you said that. There's, there's a there's, there's an article in the in the Yahoo News where an uh, epidemiologist 
slams U.S. Uh, 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 Carvar, uh, you know, COVID-19 response says close to a says, says close to a genocide by default. Genocide by default. Okay. And, and what that means is that same thing that I've been saying. It's a kill off. It's a free okay. kill. They can okay. kill by not doing anything. So they're okay. basically, you know what I mean, just doing it like that. And he calls it a, 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 a genocide, you know, which I guess it, I, which I guess you can name what you want. But uh, right. you know, I call it a killer. You know, he called the, some folks, I, I saw one article, they called it ethnic cleansing. So, you know, right. so there's a, there, there is a, you know, when when you see people operate politically and, and turn a virus into a political instrument, you know, uh, something else going on with that. Hmm. Okay, please. <laughs> and yeah, so, and there's a specific ethnic group, is what you're saying. Well, you know, well, you know who's dying. Yeah. Who's dying? Well, so, hey, so that's we a, have a, we have a, a smaller group. we have right we have a smaller population, mm-hmm. but we have a larger number of people dying of. Uh, or just separate of, right. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of the virus, and then so, I, and then, and then so all you got to ask yourself after that is, huh? Now who would want me dead? <laughs> so, okay, all right. Well, I don't want you dead, I, and that's well, why. No, I want, just saying, no. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I get I it, and so, yeah, I so know. I, that's I know. why I am pushing. I am pushing that uh, that people will tiptoe. They'll take this uh, very carefully. Um, we know that uh, Trump says that anybody and everybody can get a, a test and, and they can get it. And he still said it as of today. But we know better than that. We know that, that we have a limited amount of tests that are being done every, uh, every day here in, in our country. Uh, but they get a test every morning, right? They, every morning they all get tested. And we know two, three of the, the top um, AIDS uh, assistants in the, the uh, task force program mm-hmm. for his nation uh, are in quarantine right now, to include Dr. Fossey, uh, is in quarantine uh, right yep. now because because they have people uh, around them that have tested positive. Uh, to include uh, Pence's uh, administrative assistant tested positive. And so all these three smart men who uh, the CDC director and, and Dr. Fossey, and I can't remember who that third person uh, is, but, uh, but they're all in quarantine right now for 14 days because they're smart enough to know, these are uh, physicians, they're smart enough to know that they better get out of the heat uh, there because and and you saw today I don't know if you saw this afternoon I, I went out early on today and I'll talk about that in just a few minutes but went out early on and so when I came back in I saw that out on the White House lawn and I'm glad that they're out in the open area and, but every one of them had on a mask and mm-hmm. we just had not seen that happening and and, and I'm going to share this with you Mr. Arthur uh, for people mm-hmm. that uh, don't know any better. Um, the guy that there was a police officer here in the city that 
uh, when I passed by with my N95 mask on and my gloves, uh, he said, those people who have on gloves, it's not going to do them any good. And so I, I went to find out from him, which, when, is, when have you been an authority on gloves and masks and things that we've been using for years in the mm-hmm. medical world? Where did you go to medical right. school? Where did you even put together uh, masks? When did you make them to know how effective they are? They are very effective uh, if you use the right kind of mask, if you're using it the right way and all of that that some some masks may protect uh, you from them and them from you. And then, but there are some, if, if this next person doesn't have on a mask and I have on one, I'm pre- and it depends upon the type that I'm, I have on, N95 mm. is going to protect me. But if I have on a regular surgical mask with the, uh, well, with the well, lining, yes, go well, ahead. What was his response about the gloves? You say, you, you say, he, say, well, you no. say he said that to you? <laughs> He had no well, he was saying it openly when I passed by, and so I had oh, okay, to openly okay. correct him, right? Oh, okay. So uh, okay. to, that that you're incorrect and quit telling that to people, and that's why this con- disease will continue uh, to spread, Mr. Arthur, for people just like that. <clears throat> that person. Well, you got to say. Okay, speaking of okay, since you brought in law enforcement, okay, what about the what about the racial treatment behind and mask enforcement? Uh, yeah. Six feet enforcement. I mean, really. I mean, so what's that about? So, yeah. so law enforcement has a certain attitude about about the whole thing. So, in other words, they take you know, if you, if you notice, well, I only been on the page a lot, but 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 here in the last couple in, in the last couple of weeks, the, the the police stupidity then went up again. Okay. All kinds, all kinds of crazy uh, killings and all shootings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know yeah, what it's going to take. We got eighty thousand. Americans that have died from this disease, and you know something that's probably uh, not the correct number because we have had some deaths here uh, in my city, and uh, and I don't think that the number that that we're they, hearing is they, is they, all they, affiliated they, with they confirmed they, they confirmed that they knew about the same side because remember as far as like coming back and forth the United States traffic was going just like it was going. They've known about this since like back in back in September, October. Right. So right. so so if they and I say and I keep telling people, I say, look, uh, this shows a bunch of black people died last year, and I keep mm-hmm. saying that because because I remember it, and I'm telling you now now they first he said January 31st, now they done went all the way back to back, the house. Back yeah, yeah, you know it's now right. they back to there. So 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 I mean that if it's back that far. That means that's when they found out about it. That means it was here before they found out about it. Right, right. It was here before they found out about it. Well, you're correct that we had a lot of deaths back to back to back. All kinds of young people, old people. I mean, it was all kinds. You're right. You're right. I I hadn't thought about that that part because I thought it was backed up to November, December. I didn't realized that it had gone all the way back to uh, September. Yeah, he told they told you know, Israel talked to him about it back in you know back back around September. So you know, told him about I, it. I, I remember us yes, well, I remember us making a statement that people are leaving here every day, fast and steady. You remember that? 
and we would need to uh-huh, talk yeah. about and offer our condolences to people on the radio that were losing so many loved ones. Repeat yeah. over and over left every right. week. Left and left and right. Left and every right. Week. That's the. And so yeah. I submit to you, since we know that, since you know that the, you know, you can't believe nothing they tell you basically already. <laughs> so if you can't believe nothing they tell you already. If you done, if you don't went from well we found out in, 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 in late January well we found out December thirty first well we found out in September well yeah, yeah. you know now yeah. okay so now if you talking about folks traveling back and forth with it hey right you see what I'm saying where, then really you tell me yeah, yeah you know what we supposed to believe all all I all I know is I remember all them black people dying for right. all kinds of stuff you know what I mean it's just you know it's just, it just kind of you know you know, fascinating to me is how, how that was happening because I used to talk to I used to talk to people about it because it's just people I knew, people I knew, people yeah. I knew, uh, people I knew, person, people I people, people I knew. They folks, it, but it was something like two or three, like almost like one, two or three, almost every week, sure. week after That's week right. after week. That's right. So. That's it. You're right. You're right. That's interesting. Well, let me just mm-hmm. mention this part uh, to you, Mr. Arthur, on yesterday. On yesterday, no, not yesterday. On Saturday, on first, let me let me just say uh, a happy birthday, uh, belated birthday. We we have a birthday parade on Saturday uh, for mm-hmm. uh, Helen uh, Harden. She turned well, one hundred and three. Yes, one. No, Miss Helen. Miss. Helen. She turned 103 years of age. We we don't qualify to call her Helen. <laughs> we what? call her Miss Helen. Uh, and let me tell you what, she is as feisty as she could be. Uh, the TV station came out and, and into everybody was standing apart. They were standing there six feet, and the other folks were in the cars, in their cars. She had a beautiful home out uh, in Art, Texas, a suburb of Tyler, and she has a beautiful circular drive that circulates around in her uh, beautiful ranch-style home. And so mm-hmm. people drove around in their cars and blew their horns and 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 uh, balloons and, and everything and singing happy birthday to her she is beautiful a beautiful just as sharp as a tack uh, mr arthur just sharp as a tack and uh, mm. so we were very proud and her her daughter who is what i think right at about 90 that takes mm-hmm. care of her both of them are just amazing uh women and uh, when she turned 100 she got her notice from um just before President uh, Obama went out of office, she got that. Oh, okay. Which ecstatic because she said, "I, ne- as a black woman, I never thought I would see a black man become president of the United States." Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she, so she, yeah, so she was tickled. She was tickled, and then to see all those people. I mean, there was the police department and the fire trucks and and driving up and down her street and sat there while the others drove around in her circular drive. And she passed out water and things for the, uh, for the guests that came through. So it was a beautiful celebration. And then we want to, we want to congratulate all of the, the uh, graduates uh, from uh, all across the spectrum 
from uh, high school, even prior to that, those that went to the next level. But in particular, mm-hmm. the 2020 graduates of high school and college, uh, Mr. Arthur, it's just so we mm-hmm. salute them for their great work. They had their parades uh, because it, it's just very different uh, than, what, like you said, our, this is our new normal. Whether we accept it or not, it's our new normal. Now, let me just say that here in Tyler, <clears throat> excuse me, that there will be the high school graduations we have our stadium, the Earl Campbell Stadium, that will house 15,000 people. Uh, They're going to have three graduations. Uh, The students will still be able to have four guests in. But my real concern with that, uh, Mr. Arthur, is that how we are going to be able to get the people into the stadium safely. Now, once they get in there, they can... Uh, they will have uh, the seats are marked off, and like I said, it will accommodate 15,000. So they're going to have three different graduations for the high schools. We have several high schools here in the city, so so the various high schools will be able to utilize that stadium. But I can you just see the bottleneck of trying to get a, a group of people into the stadium, say say four or five thousand people uh, into the stadium, and I don't know if they're going to stagnate it where they'll have so many people come at a certain time and so many people come at another certain time. I don't know how they're planning to do that as far as getting them into the stadium. But I can tell you this: that on Saturday, mm. which I'll tell you that, and there was no social distancing, but four thousand people about showed up for a trail ride. You know what a trail ride is, Mr. Arthur? Showed up for what? You're, a you're, trail you're... ride. Yes, a trail ride. You know what a trail ride is? Yeah, uh, yeah a trail ride, yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, about 4,000 people showed up here in East Texas and Tyler for a trail ride. I was called in to give that information. Now, <sighs> I had to take a real deep breath. Uh, when uh-huh. when I heard that, because we already had an outbreak here in my district, about five minutes from where I live, uh, around the Texas College area. There's an apartment no, who's doing the trail ride? There's organizations that put the, as a matter of fact, this organization put on, uh, Mr. Arthur, they put on a trail ride fundraiser for me uh, when I was running for Congress in 2017. Mm. So, oh, it's a black group. It's a black trail ride. It well, it, it, black people are are the of um, the owners sure. of the organization. But but there was there were more than just black people there. But however, I have need that, seen that many black people in one spot at one time. Uh, they were out on uh, 100 acres of land. And uh, mm-hmm. and so they drove through these gates, and then they paid their entry fee, and then they had booths set up, vendors out there, the cowboy hat vendors mm-hmm. and blue jeans mm-hmm. vendors, boots vendors. They had they had food, all kinds of food, barbecue uh, that they would sell. Uh, it was oh my goodness, it was amazing and so organized. Mm-hmm. They had the band and the big. Um, I mean, they're, they're a stage looked like a professional stage in any convention center. It was amazing. Go well, ahead. we you know, it's a, you know events like that during this time, 
it's basically just showing you that. Well, well, first of all, you know there is a, a psychosis that go with being, you know, being shut like we are. But the, right. but they just show you how 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 interdependent we are on each other, how much right. we really need, you know need each other. How America is, is yeah. basically uh is basically a quilt of ideals of different people believing in it. And right. and, and and if you ever get you know the you know enough enough folks not believing in it, then you're not gonna have nothing. And so I'm just saying. So so right now that's what we're having to fight for. Again, you know, uh, folks being folks being manipulated again like them having a trail ride that's not a problem you know for me per se but what the problem is is that they're having a trail ride uh, uh under the conditions where you don't have the leadership going on they just saying the leadership just saying y'all go on out there and do it the best y'all can i ain't gonna tell you exactly. to wear no mask i ain't saying you do nothing you know you do what you want to do well that's that's not leadership no and that's that's the, that's giving a crying baby whatever he want because he crying. You know, right. you know, give him a bottle. That's right. You know, give him a bottle of whiskey. You know, he'll shut up. So you know, so basically that's what's going on. So basically, again, the trail ride, the the gatherings, ain't got against them per se, but it's all happening under an, uh, under an umbrella of uh, racism, bigotry, you know, lack of health care. I mean, all things go with it. You know, uh, people unemployed. You know, just want to get out, that type of thing. So I'm just saying. And, you know, you're not getting no leadership. That's it. That's it. I, I, I drive around in my vehicle once I'm out. Uh, I, basically, I, I'm out to get my market, um, and and that's basically all I have to get out there for, get, get groceries and get home. But today I actually had to do a – we did a commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – the uh, the black uh, elected officials uh, here in Tyler. We did a commercial to make a plea uh, to uh, the African American community uh, about the seriousness of this pandemic and mm-hmm. the fact must they must absolutely must uh, be safe because uh, the underlying uh, diseases that uh, many. Uh, African Americans experience hypertension, diabetes, uh, you know, high cholesterol level, uh, kidney uh, issues, uh, dialysis, you know, all kinds of things. Not that, not to say that other people don't have those, mm-hmm. but they tend to uh, be more prevalent in the African American community. So, with that being said, we did we did the commercial. The commercial will start airing this week, uh, and okay. it's complete. Oh, great. And we. Yes, what well, organization is what organization? What organization is doing it? Tyler, the county, uh, it's two uh, uh, councilmen, Broderick McGee, uh, who serves on city council with me. We're both in city government, the two of us, and uh, 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 county commissioner Joanne Hampton, uh, who mm-hmm. serves on uh, the county commission. The three of us uh, did the uh, commercial today. Uh, and that's okay, our and, and we, yes, we decided to do that after because that uh, that apartment complex that I mentioned to you that had the outbreak in three of their buildings, we went to talk mm-hmm. to them, and they refused to accept the letter that was uh, was written by our county health department here in Tyler, mm-hmm. and so they didn't want that letter to go out to their 
to their residents said that it may frighten them. And so uh, this hotel, my, is this hotel, is this hotel management, is this a, a corporate, not a, a corporate not a hotel. or what? Not a hotel. Oh, it's, oh. A, it's a park. Okay. 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 Complex. And the management is out of Dallas, Texas, as a matter of fact. And so we talked with them, and then we talked with the the people who run the facility here. Uh, like I said, it's about five, six minutes from uh, from where I live, from my subdivision. So um, are they potatoes? They you say from Dallas? Are they those potatoes? Uh, no, is, is those potato so. people? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Right. No, they're not. They're, they're Caucasian group. They're not potatoes. Okay. But, right, okay. but at any rate, so so that was our response. And so what? So we said, you know, okay. So we have to put signs out there. So we post. We put signs out. There's a park across the street, and so uh, so there was a party like you would not believe on the first uh, Friday, the first May, the first, and cars were double parked all up and down the street. They were playing basketball because Abbott said put the nets back up so that people can play basketball. But mm. how, how are you going to play basketball and have six feet uh, uh, distance, social distancing? Uh, that is not possible uh, to happen. But, uh, but that, but yeah, but after that. It, yeah, but you, you have to understand, though, you can't have a kill-off without basketball. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we got the basketball goes back on. All right. What well, a kill off song. <laughs> yeah, kill off yeah. song, then. You got the basketball going. Okay. Well, we put the signs out there, and, and uh, one of them, they removed it, the one that sat right on, on the sidewalk, which is owned by the city, uh, right in front of the complex. And so somebody moved that one. However, the one that, uh, the one that is in front of the, the gate for the park still remain mm. there and after that have not seen anybody back in the park uh playing uh playing the sports basketball mm. but um but people are doing other things like i said the trail ride that had 4000 people uh in attendance uh out there and so we want we want the the states and the cities to open back up uh you know people um People are saying that their hands are tied in their various uh, cities because if the governor says one thing, uh, they have to comply. So then our way is then to try to disseminate the information out there as much as we possibly can. Absolutely. Yeah, and and encouraging and telling these large businesses like the supermarkets. When I went into the supermarkets Mm -hmm. and nobody had on gloves and nobody had on masks, then I, my, I hit the ceiling and has said, okay, and report that back to our task force. And so we have to make mm. some changes. Here in Dallas County, here in Dallas County today, they, they, okay. they, the, the, the commissioners uh, passed an ordinance that you that you must do that. That you must right. do that. If you don't do it, if you don't do it, you get a, uh, uh, a good sign. Is it, uh, yeah, uh, you up here, they, they uh, mandated it. It's not all over the state, just but, in Dallas County. Right. It doesn't, okay. Hey, Dr. McKellar, how are you doing? About, oh, I'm good. How are you doing? It's great I'm to hear from great. you. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm just sitting out here listening. I want to ask the gentleman, did, um, did Dallas, um, you're you say stranger. Dallas County? Wait, wait, Chief, Chief, you're a stranger. You're just a stranger. How are you doing? I'm telling you. I'm you doing great. You made my evening. Yes, and we get ready to go ahead and bring up that subject because we just getting ready to transition on. Go over that. Go ahead and talk about Dallas County judges, right quick. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just wondering. I want to ask the gentleman: Did Dallas County um, did, did that supersede the governor the governor's order? Yeah, uh huh, yeah. You know, see, see, I understand that counties counties are like okay, counties are like many. I would say it's like a state within a state. Yes, counties are counties can do a lot of stuff. Yes, they can. Do a lot of stuff. You know that that, that okay. uh, you know so so the only reason why I say because here I don't know if you remember the governor's last conference they had right at the tail end of it somebody asked him a question about Harris County and Harris County right. had just enacted that same law wear your gloves right. and your mask and right. the governor said yeah. that he superseded all people that was in the state of Texas that's why yes, I was asking you, you that same question yes uh, he did okay. say well, that. Well, you know, lately, you know, lately the counties and the governors, you know, governor been into it with the counties. You know, they carry out his exactly. laws, and then he goes against them. You know, so the governor, ain't, you know, he's not a, you know, a very stable fella. Don't look like. But uh, today, <laughs> as of today, if, if you, you go out and that you, up. if you go out and, what, what? and and somebody and somebody come up to you and they uh, serve you without the proper equipment on, you know, you can report them to the health department and so forth and so on. Right. Here, here, right, right. here in Dallas County, you know, exactly. they have to do and, it. And, and all the counties. But Chief, uh, Chief Spikes, did you you remember that the uh, the judges there in letter they wrote? I'm sorry, Doctor McKellar, you kind of broke up, but um, I no, didn't I, I hear your complete let- sentence. Okay, the letter that was written by the judges. Hello? Caller, yeah, I don't know what's happening with Dr. McKellar's line right now, but caller, if you could translate for me what she was trying to say, maybe I can answer the question and carry on. Oh, yeah, she got brought up. I mean, she, 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 she was, let's see, she was asking you something about, uh, what, what, what did you ask her? I'm, no, I'm I was, sorry, I my was, phone is, uh, guys, my okay, phone is going in fast. Yes, I'm sorry. I figured no, you would never have a problem. We were trying to we we we, we were trying to reconstruct your we were trying to reconstruct your conversation. <laughs> what is she okay, saying? Well, I was talking about remember the first of all, the attorney general uh well, let me Paxton, I'm just gonna say you're indicted, uh Paxton. They wrote a letter mm-hmm. they wrote a letter to the I believe they wrote it to I don't know if they wrote it to Barr or if they wrote it to Paxton, the judges there in Dallas County saying, do not interfere with Dallas County. You you guys know about that letter? And no, I didn't. I was yeah, curious to hear about it. Yeah, Judge Stacey yeah, Williams' signature is on, on that letter. It was, it was about how many of them? Maybe about seven or eight of those judges there wrote a letter yeah. asking them. Yeah, they told me it was against, to they told me it was against the, the law. Hair salon lady, the hair salon lady. Well, they told me it was against the law for them to interfere, for them to interfere right. in a judicial proceeding, right. uh, you know, like that the governor didn't have a right to do that, the attorney right. general didn't have a right to do that, and they asked and told them, don't do it again, inform that, that it's against the law for him to do that. Exactly. So, Did you, you know, know about that, Chief Spice? No, I didn't. I really didn't know about that, but I'm glad to hear that somebody is a a voice of reasoning out there and all and all of this insanity that's going on, Dr. McKellar. I'm yes, just sir. I'm just glad to hear it because 
here in Houston, I mean, the mayor had just came on right before the judge, I believe, on the news, and then the county judge came down and reinforced what, what, what he had said earlier. And then the governor came on not even 15 minutes late and just wiped it, just wiped them, wiped everything that they said out. I'm the governor. I run the state, and 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 they have to listen to me. So I I was like, I'm, I'm at a total loss, but um. This, well, this world is. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, this is an attempted totalitarian coup or implementation, and the governor and he's just following Mr. President's line. Hmm. Bottom line, I'm right. you know what I say though. That's not correct. Texas got one of the weakest forms of governorship of any state in the nation. One of the weakest <laughs> anywhere. So if him be sitting there talking like that, he know good he know good and well he don't have those powers. The governor of Texas is weak. That's why they go and sit there and and become you know so they can become president or or whatever you know. But it's not there's not a lot of work there. Right. Well, let me, let me share this with you guys. I, I pulled it up. It says in a letter to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, twelve civil district judges called Paxton's letter to the judge. Uh, you know, Judge Eric Morgan is the one that ruled mm-hmm. on this this lady with the hair salon, right? right. So the city council person in District 6, and I was very proud of uh, Omar Narzia. Do you know him very well, uh, Mr. Arthur? He is the one actually uh, was responsible for helping to construct that letter, and then those mm-hmm. judges include Judge uh, to include uh, Judge Stacy Williams uh, signed it, and it was a right. detailed letter uh, saying mm-hmm. you don't have a right to interfere. Mm-mm. When a judge rules, you don't have a right to interfere, Paxton, and we're letting you know that your attempt the, to interfere in our matters is that, inappropriate the, and unethical. Go ahead. And you know what that is. That's too much black power. You had a black judge, black police chief. Black mayor, that's just too much black going on up here. <laughs> we can so, have like so, one white <laughs> treated like so that. So I'm with you guys. So so who do we so so who has the where is the power? Because we we've always been told in government that the uh, that the um, that the governor runs the states, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, not really. Yeah, okay. Not totally, yeah. not totally, not to- like like you said. The counties have the counties hold strong jurisdiction. The counties are strong. In, in their, it, yes, they are. County government is very strong, very strong. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, city government here in Tyler, Texas, is not paid to work, but county government strong Please. salary at that. Yeah. As strong and, and they 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 were they they sit on the bench two days more than city government city council people. That's that's a volunteer yeah. job. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, yep. that's the that's the way America runs, Doctor McKellar. And and I don't yes, know sir. what we're gonna do to change it, but if we don't get up off our butts yes. and yes. do and, and vote in November. But, we're we're running down a, a, a path of no return, and I'm and, and I just want to say one more thing because 
I'm seeing too many of us out there posting, posting in social medias that I'm not going to vote. Wow. I don't know how how we can educate our people or what we can tell them, but I thought this pandemic was going to be enough to show them that we I have thought. the wrong <laughs> government ship in place. I thought. I don't know. Hey, let me just say this. You know, like, uh, and I'm going to give us some credit. I think we're a little bit smarter than that. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be to be be alive in November. Uh, but I think we're a lot smarter than that. Now, you, you got to understand, there's a lot, look at, there's a whole campaign. Oh, 50% of the Russian stuff last time was aimed at black people. There are voter suppressionists aiming at us. So when you see that kind of stuff, it ain't them just sitting around saying, hey, oh, oh, no, I, oh you don't think I'm going to vote. No, there's a campaign going on. You have to understand that. So, yeah, uh, look at them and say, yeah, you know, you have to y'all do that. She's also, you know, you can try to educate yourself and educate other people about these different posts that's making people go like that. And so you, and so, and so, what you can do is actually, is, uh, you, know, who, you know, when you see it, then you need to, you need to, you know, interact with them and just kind of, you know, just kind of give them, you know, share some information with them. That's what you need to do, you know, because, again, there's a whole campaign. There's made, there's a lot of money being spent on on getting folks to say just you saying, and and a lot of those folks that you see, uh, you know, aren't really black people. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But they spread Let that. Let me ask you a question, Doctor McKellar. I just want to ask some more yes. questions. Did you, did no, you go right ahead. sir? Did you see the Did you see the interview with P Diddy? P Diddy. Sean uh-huh, Puffycomb. Yeah, 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 I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Okay, so that that, 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 that wasn't a, that wasn't a, a white person. That was wasn't on social media. That came straight out of his mouth. What, what okay, really, you know what I'm saying? Here, 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 uh, uh, selling liquor, uh, Chirac, and 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 uh, and a low grade entertainment music, but he made it big doing it. He made it big doing it. So he's in that world now. Okay, now you know COVID nineteen or whatever. Now he decides he wants to be a black leader. So he holds this uh, program that you, you know, we're talking about, where he invited all these different people. On uh, saying, okay, we gonna demand this and we gonna demand that, you know, so forth. So in other words, you know, you know, trying to position himself as basically, you know, leader. Now, 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 I posted, you know, I posted, you know what, uh, did you need to get back to the back of the line because this, you know, like you're a little bit late to the party. I said, but in his sure. defense, but but in his defense, he's not doing anything different than white people with a lot of money do. They decide they're smart and they want to get into politics, and then here they come. So that's kind of what, you know, that is, you know. And, and again, you know, I don't, you know, he got a following, but I don't know if he got a voting following. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that's a good point. There's because there is a difference between the voting followers and then those that just follow you for whatever you've done to make your name in the music industry or whatever. But, but I, but I can followed, tell you this. That, 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 okay, then he followed it up about a week later. Uh, he did this interview with, I forget who it is, and he, he made the statement, if we don't get what we want, he said, I'm going to hold up the, I'm going to hold up the black, you know, I'm going to hold up the black vote. 
Oh, <laughs> come on. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Really? I'm not I, I haven't I haven't seen him involved politically. Have you guys no, seen he him hasn't involved politically? Okay. You know, okay. but I you know, I tell you about yeah, tell you about the precursor to him making it kind of I, I, I have to be. I have to. I have to ring out something to add to what you just got through saying. Okay. You know, it, it's not. It's not. Maybe the people that's on this telephone call that he's talking to, it's the mm-hmm. younger people that's out there that that, right. that follow him and and see him. Yeah. The younger people that watch reality TV, we probably don't mm-hmm. watch reality TV. We don't no, follow no. a lot of stuff that the younger people right, do. Right. So he's, right. he, that message was not directed at us. It was directed to a, a younger generation. And as we Good start point. to get older, we're going to have to educate our young people, too, to understand that not everybody that's out there in, in reality TV and different things like that, and you say that he, he came up with, with vodka and all of that. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of history. He did it and started selling CDs out of the back of his car. So he's kind of like that's a right. self-made person. He was one of the first black entrepreneurs to actually start selling his own music out of the trunk of his car. He would go to venues and sell. So he's not a dummy by a long shot and he didn't have things I don't given think, to him. I, I don't As think he I got older he be, Oh no, I know I you didn't. I'm just saying okay. I, I, that was a broad statement. I didn't say oh, okay. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth, okay? I'm just saying that was a broad statement that I made. But um <laughs> He's not a dummy by a long shot. I understand the manipulation that he's trying to do. I think that he chose the wrong words to, to do it right. because he doesn't right. control anybody's vote. And most people that hear that that's been around for a while will laugh at him because if that was the case, it, 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 we could have had more black people out to vote Obama that's in office when he ran for office. We could have had go. more black people out to vote when, when Hillary Clinton ran for office. I just that's hope right. that we get enough out to vote, vote out Trump this time. Exactly. Or, or, or if we, yes, we can convince the Electoral College that it would be a stupid move if he, if they put Trump back in office after hearing and seeing how he has run this country and how he's turned this place topsy-turvy. And it continues every single day. Uh, we, we, you know, we talked about the paradigm shift, uh, you know, and I talk to you all about it all the time. Okay, we're in the middle right? of a paradigm shift. All right. This is like this is like uh this is like the uh the, the third iteration of the civil war that's going on. Mm. The economy's gonna be put back together in a different manner of what it was before. That's why we got people fighting uh to get this money for uh ten ninety nine businesses and so forth, um and where where we'll be in a position to compete. So you know, so the bottom line is uh, uh you know, there's gonna be a lot of people like Diddy and other folks you know, this is opportunity time because everything is moving, right? Yeah, it's going to lock down at some point. But right now, you know, we're going to see a lot of people like that. Now, I'm just hoping that Diddy uh, and folk like him that actually want to help, you know, I, I tell people all the time, we have like a, a, a NAACP Image Awards program. Been going on for like 30 years or whatever, but along that part. Right. But yet still, all the rich black people show up for that every year and tell about how much they love color people in NAACP. But NAACP doesn't have an endowment. We have an endowment. Right. We have an right. endowment like Harvard or somewhere, right? Where mm. we wouldn't be right. encumbered by uh, having to go and kiss people's butt for money, so we can do mm. color people's business. So, oh. you know, so my thing, you know, so, so, so for folks like Diddy 
I hope they become uh, conscious enough to uh, say, you know what, you know, we need to put our organizations where they're not in a position of begging other people to help us. Well, well, so can I jump in here with with this? I'm so glad that you're bringing this out, and and in particular, and and Chief Run Spikes. And I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce you two guys. Uh, Mr. Arthur Fleming, Mr. Chief Run Spikes, owns this radio station, Block Talk USA Radio. And so it's great to have him jump in here with us tonight. It's been a long, 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 long time uh, since we've had him to come on and and talk with us. But but think about how you doing, sir. Yes, and think I'm about doing great, and, and let me correct you, Doctor. And he's a, he's also a vet. Well, okay, go ahead and correct me. He's also a veteran, me, Mr. Arthur. <laughs> go ahead. Go let ahead. me correct you. This this blog talk station is is everybody that comes on here, and everybody that's like part of it. I like and, the way and, and, it's, and it's just it's just a it's a place where people can voice their opinion. When I yes, first came I like up with this idea, that's all it was was a could voice their opinions and be heard. Beautiful. Not Beautiful. mainstream media has not has never voiced yeah. the true vo- gay people a true voice. And I hope yeah. that people like Dr. McKellar and the and the young man that's on right now with me, I hope that we realize that we have a way to get get our voice out there and and that's effectively change things. But if we sit back and we allow our media, our current media to tell right. us what's going on and our current yes. establishment of what we call government to tell us what's going on, we're going to be yes. way behind the curve. Really so yes, sir. I, yes. I want so to tell you, you, blog talk is everybody. And, and, and if it wouldn't be for right. Rihanna, if it wouldn't be for Rihanna, I don't know if mm-hmm. it would still be a block talk to USA. Uh, so I just want to tell you, she, uh, she yeah. held okay. down the fort. She yes, holds she down the fort. And even though yes. I haven't been here, it, it took a lot to get me back out on block talk. And that was my platform <laughs> when I first got started. But right. based on what's going on right now and what y'all was talking about earlier about the youth not understanding mm-hmm. that they can they can catch the disease, contract the disease, and pass yeah. it on to their older loved ones or anybody that they come mm-hmm. into contact with, and they're starting that's to find children out there that's doing the same thing. No, it. they should have never had a trail ride. Everybody's exactly. at fault. Everybody have a TV. Everybody have a radio. I'm not putting that on nobody, but everybody that showed, everybody, everybody should have took that responsibility. And it should have been some adults in the room that said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we're going to do this thing, you get here. We're going to do it five five meters apart, six feet apart. Whatever it takes yeah. for us to do this thing mm-hmm. the right way, we're going to do it. So it mm-hmm. should have been some adults in the room, and I don't think it was any out there. Not not a one. That's, that's so beautifully put. Thank you so much for that, Chief. We, we appreciate it. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing, another thing that I believe why we are – being pushed to get back out there, whether it's safe or not safe, pushing back because they don't want to give out any more stimulus money. They don't want to pay out any more unemployment, uh, food stamps, whatever people are needing in order to survive this storm. They don't want to do that anymore. So they're pushing. And who are the people who are providing the services? A lot of them are people of color, the smaller businesses, the restaurant workers, and all of those people. And, and let me just say, I just commend the people who work in my profession every single day for going out there and, and working to make Amen. us safe, care, taking care of the people who are in the hospitals every single day. So we thank yes. you. That's how I 
better. And thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to hold this microphone, uh, Chief Run Spikes. Thank you so much. So carry on, guys. This is a great this is a great discussion, great conversation. You know, you know, Doctor McKellar, sometimes it's not the person that's at the top of the list. It's that's a lot true. of black people out there that that's getting paid way more money than we have ever got paid right. on this on this on this on this platform. Right. Right, and their right. message is not clear, it's not direct, yeah. and some of them are even vicious and, and treat people like normal people, like they don't even belong on the same platform because they have an opinion that's different than theirs. Yeah. You yeah. have to have a you have to respect anybody's opinion that comes on the platform that comes to you because that's that's knowledge. You may gain one thing out of all the other stuff that they say. But if you gain that sure. one piece of knowledge out of it, it's worth listening to a person that comes on the air. But I, I right. just hate that we cut down each other so bad. And if it's somebody that doesn't talk correct or somebody that has impair, mm-hmm. impairment in their speech or their yeah. voice, they try to get them yeah. off the air and don't ever let them make a point because they feel like it's taking down their show. Well, if we're going to be them, if we're going to be if we're gonna be what regular media is, we 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 basically fell in our race too. That's we exactly are. right. We may as well shut it down if we're going to be like mainstream, right? Is what you're saying to us? Absolutely, Doctor Magella. Yeah. Well, well speaking, speaking of the word pay, pay. Let Let's talk then a little bit about what's going on in our jails. We 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 had a big article mm. to come out in the Tyler paper on Sunday on Mother's Day. Uh, and it was it was about Mr. Bradley, uh, two years of age, and he wanted to make sure that, that he's in Tennessee Colony. That's one of our the Beto units, one of the local units here in East Texas. And he says, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that that uh, that my family is paid for my death because of the outbreak uh, of coronavirus mm-hmm. in the Beto units here. And let's think. There, I think about how. How this lady, this privileged woman there in Dallas, was able to have people to come and pay her bail. I'm talking about people like uh, our attorney general, our once again mm. our indicted attorney general, uh, Ken Paxton, uh, to pay her bail to pay. And he says, I would have, I would have served her time if I could, if he could have. But then we have people in our jails down here in East Texas uh, for a bag of marijuana that's that's serving long term that should be at home so that we can cut down on the spread of this disease. People are not well, going to be paid for take because they lost their lives well, in know. our city. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you know, and you, you know, Shirley, you know, you've been a Southern black bell yourself. Uh, you know well, that, that, that what you're seeing going on is the omnipotent white woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 is has to be protected by the uh, white knight, you know, uh, you know, at all costs. And okay. so, you know, now we're in the time of Corona, and uh, you know, you know, her 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 honor was being insulted. You know, with all these black people, you know, like like I told you, you had a black mayor, a black, you know, p- p- police, black mm-hmm. judge, you know, mm-hmm. following, following the governor, following the governor's rules. Put her in jail, right. but that was more than they could stand. So that just shows the hypocrisy that's just rooted up in America, and we all wow. sitting in it. Wow. 
We're all sitting in the midst of it. Hey. What about that? It's, it's, you know, it's a hard next track. Go ahead. No, it, it's, it, it's, it's just unreal, Dr. McKellar, because yes, I look at this. If this was a, a black person that opened up a shop and conducted business and did the exact same thing that they did, right. they would be putting them up under the jail. Hmm. They it wouldn't be no no GoFundMe pages where you raise oh five hundred thousand dollars. It wouldn't be yeah. no um no crews when they came down and sit in the chair and got his hair cut. It wouldn't be none of that. It would have been go. this guy in jail and and nobody had the money to get him out for bail. But he went to jail trying to trying to make a point that this was the wrong way to do business or something like that, and he thought he was in the right, but. Nobody would have been. It wouldn't been no flags waved. It wouldn't been no paper articles written. It wouldn't have been a governor, uh, a, a person going against the governor's rule. It would have been how, yeah. how, where, how, how long can we lock them up for? Exactly. Can we just go away that key? We just got to look and see what the back. Look at the backdrop. Remember the backdrop is uh, all these uh, all these racists been running up to these state houses with their guns protesting. That's the backdrop. Oh, you know, oh, good, so, good point. You know, of all this happening, and then so here she is. After all this went down, now here she comes. So now she's the omnipotent, you know, white woman that must be protected at all costs. And so we go through this uh, uh, shivery thing that they're doing. You know, the wow. president had him come up and take a picture with him. You know, yeah, get her out of that jail. So wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know, rule of law, what law? So you guys are telling me, you're telling me in, in what, the 21st, in 2020. 2020. They still look, they look the same. Let's, let's talk about our young man over there in Atlanta, Georgia then. Well, whatever city that he was in, I can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so what I'm hearing is that even though, if things may change. Uh, I think, they that, I think it's Brunswick, 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 Georgia, I believe. Brunswick, Brunswick. Georgia. Okay. Yeah. So, so the more things change, the more they remain the same. Absolutely. And now that happened two, how long ago? Two months ago, right? And we're just yep. now mm-hmm. getting we're just not getting the filming of it. We're just now really seeing uh, how this thing all really transpired. It's been on the killer part about that whole thing, Doctor McKellen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the guy. It. I just found out today that the guy that was filming the shoot, the film, the shooting, he wasn't trying to to tell America right. that the black guy was wrong. He filmed it, it. in defense yeah. of his yeah. people. That's right. Of his, uh, in it, other words, like he was part of it, right? Yeah. yeah so he was yeah, back there filming as this was going on. Yeah. And he thought he yeah. was trying to help his his guys get off the charge, yeah. but it was it was him. And you know, yeah. I, I'm gonna step in one. I'm gonna take it one step further. It's a okay. video that's coming around, that's going out there right now. I've just seen it. I've shared it. I think it's on Blog Talk USA right now. They did okay. opposite scenario of what happened. They had two black guys with three black guys, and they they did they acted out the the exact scene with just replacing the white guys with black guys and having mm-hmm. one white guy do it. And and just looking at it from that perspective and they gave I mean it was a truck, 
him running down the road, how he went around the truck and came back around and they were still shooting him. All of that was portrayed by it was I mean it was it was top quality film. It wasn't like you can't see what's going on. You could see the black guys and, and they did it. And and that just changed your whole perspective of how they would have been handled if it was the opposite way. Absolutely. What 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 a sad, sad commentary that is. Well, well, you know, you know here, let him tell you something. Say this, you know, every, you know, every generation have their uh, uh, a time, and so mm-hmm. this is ours. And so I'm telling folks, hey, you need to embrace it. Ain't nowhere to run, ain't nowhere to hide. Hmm. Okay. We cross the Rubicon. We cross the Rubicon. This last one right here, yeah, that's it. You know, that's the line right there. So I'm just saying. Uh, I hope America is paying attention. I hope I hope that they uh, actually <clears throat> actually allow us to be empowered in this economic recovery, because if not, you know it ain't gonna be good for nobody. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't. You I, I know. respect you, my brother. But let me tell you, we've been on <laughs> we've been on the other side of that thing for a long time. Long time. And I might be younger or older than you, but ever since mm-hmm. I've known, we have been on the other side of that thing. When police officers are killing blacks, I mean, it peaked and not too long ago. It peaked at the highest peak, and we still didn't do anything at that particular point in time. We have every what time that you bring up the subject of racism or, or that it's a black thing, black people are getting killed, they, they oh, well, man, you always got to bring that up. Whatever well, remind you of time that we did do something, because you know I'm a million man march brother myself, and like <laughs> and like and if you remember if you remember during that time, it was like black man endangered species, and mm-hmm. it won't be no more black man. Uh, Farrakhan put out the call, we showed up and we did that thing and cleaned up before we left. So 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 I'm saying so 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 so, so I just beg the death a little bit and say, well you know that happened we don't. I'm not going to argue with you, and, and I understand your point, but I want to say yeah. one thing. And, and just hear me out before you comment. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you went there as a Million Man March. You made a Million Man March. I think right. that next year after the Million Man March, we had more people getting killed than any other time in history, black people being gunned down by police officers. Okay. And we're still talking okay. about it yet today. It hasn't okay. changed anything. The laws okay. haven't changed. The 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 people okay. in which we our loved ones are still getting killed. So okay. I say, yeah, you, you brought recognition to a problem, but what did you do afterward? Okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, okay baby, may I answer? Go ahead. Of course. Okay. okay. The, the, I'm the, not the show host. Okay. The purpose. The, the, the purpose. Okay. Here. The, the purpose of the march uh, wasn't to go and like you know, you tell me, go and make them things stop. No. The purpose of the march, the message that came when we were there, was to go back to your community, assume positions of leadership. Uh, you know, whether it be run for office or whatever you need to do, but go and lead your community and take care of your community. That's what the main message was. So it wasn't, you know, like, you know, they didn't come and say, hey, let's go get the put No, that's not what it was. So that wasn't even what the message was. No, no I wasn't people, insinuating that. I hope, you wasn't. I hope you know I wasn't. Bill Clinton thought, look at Bill Clinton, thought, thought the mid-man march was about him. And he tried to make it about him. Well, they protest against me. So I'm just saying, but, but that's what it, it, it's just about 
brothers coming together, being brothers, uh, protecting your community. That's kind of what it was about. Uh, 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 I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I just, I just know that that you, you, you tied it to us doing better at this time, and we're still talking about the same thing. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's great no, to gather it as a group and make a, make I a change. Know. It's great to come together and, and show unity. But what do you do when you go back home? And what to this date? The fight ain't the same thing. The fight. The fight ain't over. It ain't over. Oh, it's fight is it ain't can, I jump in, can I jump in for a, a second? Yeah. Because let, let me tell you how I, what I'm looking at, how I'm looking at this. Because I, I think, and you're right, the fight is not over. And I don't think, I'm not sure that the fight will ever be open. Because I, I understand thank, what thank you're you. saying is that it continues, even though we did the Million Man March, and then we've done the Women's March, and right. we've done the Black March in Houston, Texas, and I'm always at all of these It marches. ain't over. It, it's true. But what I'm saying to people, okay, now is the time that you can sit down and put on paper what you you black people want to do, what kind of business, let's capitalize on this. Let me, let me tell you what I'm really pushing. I, we, we were running, we could not find supplies anywhere we needed. I had the, the nurse managers in the hospitals here to reach out to me and say, Dr. McKellar, you got to do something. This is your profession. You got to find us some supplies. We need some PPEs and so forth and so Come on. on. And I, I was on the phone everywhere. I found, I found a minority-owned business out in Florida. I found one out in Illinois that owned these uh, these masks and gowns and all that. They had them, even though they were all coming in from, uh, from out of China, because everything comes in from out of China, it looks like. And we would depend, they, they were needing respirators, they were needing all kinds of things. We had actually paid for 75,000 masks here in our county and it, it, week after week after week after week still we were not getting them it was like eight weeks before we actually we actually just got them on last week as a matter of fact but but I said there's some minority owned businesses that are not they need to be involved in selling some of their goods uh, instead of all of the goods coming from the same uh, people, the same companies, uh, the mainstream companies that you you order from, I told them I want I want some of these supplies, these PPEs. I want them coming from some minority-owned businesses. And then, mm-hmm. so it would take forever and ever, guys. So let me just tell you. So these these people, uh, my friends, my colleagues said, please help us do something. I put together fifteen women, fifteen. One is on, on on the show with us sometimes on Monday night and on Thursday. We made 1,000 masks to give to the hospitals. And so now we're sitting down and putting a business together of this. Because guess what, guys? We're going to get to the point where everybody is going to be wearing a mm-hmm. mask, whether they want to or not. We're going to look like China. We know that everybody in China wore masks. So mm-hmm. I say to people, capitalize on this time and find what businesses that you can start that that you may be able to sell your goods and your products and your service to what is going on right now with COVID nineteen. Uh, so you know, we were talking about. You know, we were talking about what. You know, we about some of the things that's going to be different after all this is quote over, and, right. and, and, and probably and probably something to do with. 
do with masks and stuff like that. I bet mm-hmm. you masks going to become a part of what we're going to be doing from now on. I, I bet you it's going to be absolutely. certain places you go, you're just going to have one on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a long, long time. time. Long time. You're absolutely. Mm-hmm. So find, find what you know, I'll share a thought with you. Write your book. Both of you. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. No, I was just going to say while we on mask, I want to share a thought with both of you. My okay. brother and my sister, my sister-in-law had a, had a mask, and my brother had put a hole in the mask. And put his straw in there and start drinking at the beginning of this, oh, oh you know, just oh just showing goodness. that they had a hole in his mask where he could open the no. clothes, where he could slip his straw in there. Well, oh, Lord no. and behold, the day I was looking at the internet, they selling those things. <laughs> Are you serious? You can open the clothes let's, and let, put let, your let straw me. in. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, you're right about entrepreneurship. I was trying to tie right. that into your entrepreneurship idea. Exactly. Exactly. But let me, can, can I just throw this in there? Let me tell you, as an infectious control person, both in the military and in the civilian world, I would never drink or eat anything with my mask on. I, I, exactly. I would not. I, I would Thank not. You, okay. what, what, this, is, this is what <laughs> I want to do, incorporate into our mask making. I want to educate people on basic science. Just be, I, maybe even just doing webinars uh, or Zoom meetings to educate people on uh, universal precautions. I remember uh, Chief Spice and, and Mr. Arthur is that when the A, when the AIDS pandemic came, man, let me tell you, nurses were saying, "I'm not taking care of those patients because we didn't know much about them." But I said, "I have always been taught." In my in my education, my 15 years of in the classroom and studying medicine, I was taught universal precautions from the beginning. So that's all I know. Mm-hmm. I'm universally precautions with my family. I don't care if my family was my patients. I would be the same way with everybody. So I made a lot of money taking care of AIDS patients, running their chemotherapy in their homes because there are so many nurses that did not want those cases. And because they didn't know and understand universal precaution. So I say that to say we need to study how we can keep ourselves from being, uh, to catching COVID-19 by being universal precaution. Uh, As soon as I walk in my house after being out, I I get rid of those clothes, put them in the wash, and take my shower, wash from head to toe, hair, everything. And, And don't forget this, gentlemen. Because we're inhaling in our nasal passages, we have to clear out our ears, our nasal passage. There's just a little technique, but once you master that and once you're mm-hmm. educated about how to do it, we're going we're gonna to all be all right. Well, one of the things that came out of the 1918 epidemic was that prior to that, uh, and I ain't gonna, and I ain't gonna, because I wasn't back there, so I don't know. But anyway, no. people weren't, people weren't bathing. People weren't taking a bath back then. Soap was, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? Not as and so, sure. yeah. And, and, and what came out of the epidemic, you know, they figured out, like, you know, you know, wear the mask, but also wash your hands, wash your body, right. take, you know what I mean? So, right. so that's when people that's actually right. start taking baths on the regular. So it's gonna be some things gonna come out of this epidemic too that we can't see right now. That's gonna sure. change what that's we right. do, uh, you know, uh-huh. you know, on the normal. I, I you you know, Doctor McKellar. Well, 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 it was no. What, sir? Go right ahead. No, I was just gonna comment. I'm glad the gentleman brought that up because the 1980, 1918 pandemic of the Spanish flu did a couple mm-hmm. of things that that's not written in our history books. 
Okay. They wouldn't count blacks that got infected by the disease. And what they did was they left them out of the count. But by the end of that pandemic, they had transitioned the disease from a Spanish flu to a black disease. Uh-huh. And that's that's sure. the one thing that, that I'm more afraid of about this virus because more of us are getting infected. And I know as soon as they blame it, as soon as it turns to a black thing, it ain't going to be no more funding. It well, ain't nah, going to be no, nobody else trying to help us. And if they can just tag it, I want to finish. If they could just tag it, if it ever gets tagged as a black thing, I can tell you that we will not ever live this down. Good point. Sir. Great. Sir, 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 Great. sir, sir, I hate to inform, sir, I hate to inform you, but that has already went down. That mm-hmm. went down uh, about a couple of months ago. So, that has already no, no, it hasn't got there yet. I, 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 I stay corrected on that. It hasn't got there yet. Trust me, I, I, President I'm Trump every day. Let me make my point. I'm gonna make my point. Every day that he walks out there without a, without that mask on, he's sending a message to his people that it's not a a white person's disease. Every day that he yeah. walks out there without a mask, he's basically sending a silent message to his voters, mm-hmm. to his constituents. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even say it. I'm so upset. To his people that 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 right. is not their disease. And if you notice, he has tried to transfer it. Time he tries to transfer it, the numbers. Don't lie. Everybody has right. the ability to get this disease and become Absolutely. a carrier or be asymptomatic with this disease. So he Absolutely. can't he can't continue to portray that lie. But if we sit back and allow that to be pinned on us, that's right. We gonna right. suffer. I see. Well, what I've been doing. Well, look here. Well, what I've been doing. Because I can't do nothing about what Trump doing. But what I've been doing is. I've been educating folks about the fact that the reason that we're getting it is not because it's what I've been doing. The reason we're not getting it is not because we're having more barbecues. It's because we're the frontline workers. We're, exactly. we're you know, we you know, we're working every day, and so basically, right. and that you know, and that point has begun to get out, you know, get out a little bit now. But before you know, but you know, black folks, look, we just found out three weeks ago. I mean, the, I already knew it, but the general mass just found out that we were more affected than everybody else. Now you know they knew. The general media knew, Trump knew, but you know they weren't going to say nothing. Why? Because you know they're enjoying the genocide. So you know, mm-hmm. so I'm just saying, you know, all we can do is what we can do where we at. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, the man is, who, you know, who he is. But I can educate folks from where I am about about uh, about the reality of it. So you know, and that's what I do. I try to, you know, just talk to people, just try to explain to them. You know, when they say something like that, I go ahead and just, hey, hey, look, you know, you know, break it down so they can have some more knowledge to consider. Well, that's why we're using our microphones, gentlemen, so that we can educate mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. That's why we were talking about just what we're talking about right now, a few minutes ago, of, of why they're rushing to open back the doors. Because just as both of you are saying, it's it's the uh, it's the poor people, the poor whites, uh, the minorities, the Hispanics, the uh, black people. Those are the people who are taking care of them and their issues. I said to some people uh, when I was talking to them about this is that just think about things that that are still closed. 
Uh, I bet you you can't go down to Austin and, and take a tour through uh, the mansion down there and, and the Capitol because those doors are closed. Uh, our cities are st- our city government is still closed. Our county government is still closed. But they're opening doors for those people who are in the service industry uh, to take care of whatever it is to be taken care of in the restaurants and in the uh, hair salons, the beauty salon, the barber shops, the nail shops. Who goes, who do I see more in those locations, in the nail salons, than anybody? And those are black women. So. Absolutely. So, so when the when the golf course opens, when the golf courses open up, you know it's all safe out there, right? Okay, yeah. that's, well, that's right. And they kept the schools closed. Why? Because the private school, the private schools had to be closed because that's where their children go to private schools. And so our public schools and private schools, those are closed the rest of the year and in hopes in rest of the school year and in hopes that they'll be able to be open in September. But when they open in September, look for the new norm. Uh, children may not be able to go to school every single day. You may have a half group going two days a week, a half group going the other two days a week, and then the educators are there the other days. You're going to have to scrub down classrooms uh, after students leave out. So it's it's a new day, and we're going to be in the midst mm-hmm. of this pandemic for a long mm-hmm. time. Long exactly. Time. You know, another thing that has came out of this, Dr. McKellar, um, is that said? businesses, businesses are going to have to change the way that, that they do business. Yes, I mean, yes, they are beginning to figure out that people are just as productive being at home That's it. as they are being in the office. That's it. So exactly. why why rent all that office space? Why take up all that space? Why have Not all those conference rooms? You can do the same thing on the at on home. a telephone or something like that. But to tie that back to what, what you just got through saying, not everybody of color has the opportunity to work from home. That's true. That's true. I'm just fortunate. It's just a few of us that's fortunate enough to do that. That's so right. we have right. to also remember what the gentleman say. You know, it, 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 he's opening up the places where we can go in and work and we can get infected and we can continue yes. to spread this disease. So you're right. right. You're absolutely right. Both of y'all are right in that, in that point. Mm-hmm. You you know, one of the more interesting interesting proposals that's coming out of this next bill is the guaranteed income uh, proposal. Right. Uh, Right. And and, and that's really what we're going to have to do if we're really talking about ending this whole thing that we've been going through forever. A a guaranteed income would allow people to go and actually plan their lives instead of hustling their lives. You know, and then when a situation like this come around, uh, then at least you know, you know, we wouldn't even be doing this. We just, you know, folks would just be basically at home. And the economy right. would shrink a little bit, but it wouldn't, but it wouldn't stop. And and then and then, and then you're gonna find more, uh, you know, you, you know, online uh, 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 sales type stuff is gonna be happening. So, you know, you know, it's you know, it's fixing to change. You know, uh, and so everybody's need to just be looking at that and just be planning for it. And uh, whatever you th- whatever you want to see in this new reality, you need to start working on it right now. Exactly. Well, I, I can tell, I can tell you this that there are no cars in the parking lots of our malls here, uh, and, and you have to order your things, and then you can drive up, and they bring them out to your car. They're still having only curbside uh, uh, pickup 
even though mm-hmm. the malls open up the malls, but people are not wanting to take that responsibility of their staff uh, getting infected and spreading it throughout their entire business. So they're continuing to operate uh, the way that they see it's safer. That's why I asked the question at the at the beginning: How do we safely open up our states? And every state and every city and every county may not open the same. I can tell you this: that that here in Texas, we have so many of these smaller towns out around because we have about three hundred and fifty thousand people that come in and out of Tyler to work every single day prior to all of this happening. And a lot of them come from wow. small And so now they get Excuse sick and me. they don't have rural hospitals, remember, because they got That's a what, lot of them were closed. Go ahead. That's what a CDC job is to do just what you said. And this man, and this man made them, made them hide all of that, you know, to tell people yeah. how in different businesses how to do all that. That's what their job is. And he, and again, you know, he don't want them to do it because, you know, the man's a killer. So, you know, we have to protect ourselves and, uh, yeah. and and just use our common sense and just understand that this, you know, this, I mean, it's, you know, it's talking about shooting at you with a bullet per se, you know, it's still real. And uh, people just having a, a hard time, I think, connecting the reality to the situation, right? You know, uh, all of a sudden your stuff just stop. Everybody's stuff stop. Kind of like everybody freezing place, you know. So, uh, and I think people just kind of, you know, oh, okay. So, uh, it, you know, this it, I think it's become more real to him, uh, you know, mm-hmm. here lately. But I think, you know, you know, about two months ago, it, it just wasn't real. Well, you know, what's right. trying to make it real? Well, yeah, let's put I don't... Go ahead, Chief. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say real quick. I, I think what starts what's starting to make it feel real now is that you got too many people unemployed. You got people that's beginning to figure out that they're twelve hundred dollars. Didn't take Ain't them past one month, <laughs> and you 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 got they leaning on trying to borrow money from them to stay afloat. The rent is still due. The kids still got to eat. Um, <laughs> it's so many other problems that's out there with with the economy being in the condition in which it is right now. So we gonna have to they're gonna have to come up with a solution. I think Trump is more afraid of the solution that has to come out of this because if people can't go to work, it's not their fault. Exactly, and, and I don't want to put it all on him, but he could have did something during the whole month of February that would have probably prevented this from ever escalating to this point. That's right. One hundred percent, I agree with that. One hundred. Well, guys, I want to bring. I got a text message to one of our listeners. I'm going to bring her in. I hope that I ask her to press one, Miss Carol, uh, Miss Carol uh, McAllister, out of uh, Denver, Colorado. And if you can hear us, if uh, you can go ahead. I and got her line wide open, Doctor McKellar. You very good. Thank you so much for that, uh, Miss Carol. Go come right in. How are you doing? Yes. Ma'am? Can you hear me? We can hear you great. Thank you, and welcome to Marvelous Monday. We're happy to have you on tonight. Thank you. But I was, as I had just texted you, are you aware that uh, Trump is trying to shut down the post office so people cannot mail in their mail-in ballots? (laughs) Yes, sir. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Wow. Yes, we, yes. And and yeah. see, this all goes in with trying to get rid of some people, uh, if in fact that is the case, because those people will probably be voting Democrats, 
And if I can kill off a few of those, and then that may uh, help me to win. But let's talk about this post office, and let's talk about what's going on with the Postal Service. At one time, I thought that he wanted to to turn that post office into a more of a business for his his friends to run the office mm-hmm. rather than be under the auspices that it's under right now. But now people are saying that he just wants to get rid of the post office, period, so there won't be any mail-in ballots. Go ahead and talk about it. Any one of you, jump in there. Here, uh, Ms. Carroll, you can start with the first of you, since you brought that subject in. Well, ahead. I have to speak from experience because uh, my husband worked for the post office, and that was back when the integrity was every bit of the routine, but there is no integrity. This, the post office, they need carriers and everything. And I believe that Trump doesn't want those mail-in ballots because he needs a leg up because so many people will mail in their ballots, and I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they have just got to stop him from they have an action going now to try to stop him from doing that. But between the wow. post office and the electoral college, uh, we're just trying to do away with that electoral college because that is not the popular vote. Yes. yes. And uh, Trump can buy off people that way. Okay. But, so, but with the so post that- office, it's been around for ages and ages. And now he's trying to, you know, dissolve it. Okay. Yeah. Anybody? Because that's, that's, that's the big issue out there uh, with the yeah, postal services. They are saying that, that he wants to shut it down and he wants to do it pretty quickly. Uh, he just does not want the to. Man. And, and, you know, Texas voted for us to have mail-in, ba- mail-in ballots, right? Go ahead, anybody. Chief Spike. Oh. Well, I'm going to yield to the gentleman first and let him go ahead, and then I'll kind of make my comment. Yeah, I'm going to be be brief. The the man has no shame. Uh, He's a transactionist, and he's all them other names they called him. Uh, If he sees something that's, that's, you know, he's he's not ashamed to cheat. Ain't no shame in him. So anything he can do, uh, crass as it might seem, that's just what he's going to want to do. So it's going to yeah, I, I, me personally, I don't think he's going to be able to do that, but that's what he would want to do if he was left to his own devices. Okay. So he's hoping uh, that you know, the post office. You, you know, um, I know because that. Because they are in debt, and talk, he's holding up uh, funding it. Right. <laughs> y'all got y'all got something called a pension out there that he's probably after. But anyway, <laughs> to make mm-hmm, that, yeah. to 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 kind of elaborate on what you're saying. I'm afraid of that, but the biggest thing that I'm afraid of, and, and we're going to have to think down the, down the path a little bit and get on the road, I'm afraid of martial law being okay. <laughs> enacted <laughs> at the time okay. of the election because we're going to have so many people that's in, that, have, that have this virus, and it would okay. give them a, 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 a reason or a place or, or something to, to see martial law get enacted. And we have to be afraid of that, just as afraid of that as we are about any other thing in history, because it can happen if he's opening it up, up stuff to the black community, to people that's going to carry it on, because they just don't work. Most of these people that's going to get those haircuts and eating in these restaurants that's willing to open up and sacrifice people, 
They not, carry not, it back to the offices. They that, carry it back to the offices the where they work. They carry it around. So I just want to tell you that we have to be more concerned about the big picture than we are about the little picture. And the little picture is just as important as, as getting the vote, stopping the vote from closing down the post office. I must admit that was the first time I heard that, but it does make sense. And, Dr. McKell, I want to tell you, you got another caller out there that has raised their hand if you want to bring them in. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and, and bring that. we got about 20 caller. minutes left. Oh, yes, exactly. Go ahead and bring that caller in, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Chief Spike. Okay, the last four is 8494. Okay, 8494, go ahead and come on in and ask your question. We'd be glad to hear from you. 8494. Can you hear me good? Yes, we can hear you. How are you doing? Welcome to Marvelous Monday. Yes, yes, yes. Dear, this is Brother Mike from Singapore. How are you, everyone? And hello to Dr. Shelley and Bishop uh, Gullery as well, too. I mean... If uh, my question is, if we want to make United States great again, we the people have to make it great again. We are not going to wait for Donald Trump make America great again because right. so far what he has done, forty percent unemployment in United States of America, and that's his American vision of making great again. Go ahead, please. Yes. Okay. Hey, 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 so. hey, let me just ask. Uh, let me just, you know, like you mentioned martial law, right? You know, a while ago, and I and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just, uh, you know, just okay, okay. He did. Okay, he declared martial law uh, had to do with COVID. Now I'm trying to figure out how he do that, and because right now what we got is right kind of like quasi martial law. Which is, you know, where folks just stand at home and so forth and so on. You know, but you're not, you ain't got the police outside your place. Now, if he declared martial law and you got people uh, in quasi that's, that's storming uh, 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 state houses, uh, uh, you, 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 and I ask this question do you believe that them people would just go home and stay home now because he said it's martial law? I mean, I'm just saying. I think no, what the that. the point that I'm trying to make is is this is when you when you take over a country, those people are basically giving them a reason to enact martial law by by defiance of, of whatever's just going on right now. But if you notice that in Atlanta they, they basically they're starting to arm up too. And I don't know yeah. what in the world make a black person think that they're just like a white person in this country. They may have the freedom to, mm-hmm. to arm up but at some point, somebody's going to stand up against them, and and I would hate to be on the short end of the stick just because I got a gun in my hand. That's right. You know what, I, what you said? Again, what you talking about? I saw I saw a deal last night where uh, they were going executing a warrant or something. They rolled out one of them tanks. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. know, you, know you know, this whole issue about the army been setting these tanks by police department. You know, you, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you, you know, you know, you know, war material. Right. They have it. This is not the wait minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me explain something to you. One at a time. Let me explain one thing to you, Doctor McKellar. Can I make one point? And I'm gonna be real short yes, and brief with it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, in Eastern Michigan, they they couldn't afford to keep the schools open, and they had such a bad water problem and everything right. else. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even afford to pay half of the city workers, but they purchased right. a tank in Eastern yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So what exactly. does that tell you? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey, Edgar, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just want to interject that because I thought that. Okay. Well, let me go back. Let's let's go back to the gentleman's uh, question and and uh, in his response, he talked about making America, quote unquote, making America great again. And I want to. I'm going to go to Miss Carol. Uh, because I, I want her to dialogue and tell us she she was she's originally from Texas but lived mm-hmm. forever and ever ever in Denver. So I want to talk about has America ever? What is our definition of great? Has America ever been great? Because when people talk about the slavery and the issues that that African Americans and Black people and some other folks, poor people, have experienced in this country, and and then we talk about uh, the deaths and the killings that we still see every single day uh, in this country, uh, Miss Carol, in your opinion. Has America ever been great, or is it great still right now? Has it always been great? Uh, just tell us what your feelings are in regards to, to uh, the response and the uh, comments that the gentleman made. Thank you. Go ahead, Ms. Carroll. And then we'll do well, around. I am totally old school, and there was a time when there was respect, integrity, and honesty in this country. And the integrity and respect is not there. And because, uh, as you know, I'm a government contractor, and I yes. know where our integrity is. And, <laughs> Dr. McKellar, you know where, where my passion is on that, because yes. I know our veterans is the secret to integrity and respect in this country. Beautiful. And, and you're talking and I, to three veterans right now that, uh, that's hosting the show right now tonight, um, Chief Ron Spikes, Mr. Arthur Fleming, and myself. And so thank you for that compliment. Uh, yeah, thank you. But go ahead. Yes, we we appreciate that. And it was an honor to serve this country. And, yes, we, we were taught uh, ethics. But, but guess what? I tell people all the time that my – my upbringing and my teachings started far before I went into the military, and it just transcended <laughs> to the military and continued on. Chief Spice, do you have any comments in regards to the, the comments that the gentleman made about you know, American I, 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 I don't. Yeah, I don't think – I think we're coming up on about 14 minutes, Dr. McKill. I want to keep you aware of the time, so I'm going to keep my comments yeah. brief. I, I, I don't think okay. America – for some, some people in America, it was ever great. Yes. I think that at one time it was uh, it, it was set up for certain people to ex- to excel and certain people to fail. Mm-hmm. I thought it was getting better, but Trump has showed Trump has opened up all those doors where, where I thought it was getting better and showed us that we we really haven't came anywhere, and I don't think it's going to change that much. So, to the gentleman's point, America probably will never point where it was ever again. Okay. We have over 20 million veterans in this country, and once that we can get them in this job market and across, across this country, we can and will have a united states. Okay. Well, Mr. thank you for that. Mr. Arthur, we're going to hear from you, and then we're going to brief the last few minutes. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. General Flint. No, I, no. Let me back up. We're gonna talk about Mr. Flynn. 
in these well, last I'm going to be, be, be brief. I just want to say that, you know, great is a relative term. It's yeah. relative. It depends on what you're yeah. talking about. You know, we're yeah. the greatest racist nation the world has ever known. Yeah, yeah so, so we great like that. You know, we great in a whole bunch of ways. Uh, you know, and we great in some good ways too. But you know, yeah. but uh, but but a great again. I mean, that's you know, that's the old slogan that Hitler used. It was used before him. That's like a you know, that's just a big old dog So that it, that doesn't mean anything. Great again. It's relative. Okay, good. So I, I get that, and, and I agree that it is a relevant term, and that's why I say, what is your definition of great? Uh, because everybody may look at that definition uh, quite differently. But I, I, I share with you that I was very disappointed in um, the guy that says that he's the Attorney General for the United States of America. Uh, our laws, it looks like it is for just us that, and everybody else, they can do whatever. But, but we had Flynn, Mr. Flynn, to testify and say that he did lie, and then we have Trump, and we have uh, the attorney, the person that's bar, that's sitting there and releasing Mr. Flynn for committing a crime. Once again, we already talked about the lady in Dallas, and now here we see this again, and then we're talking about the young man who was murdered in the streets. And so it, and then they went for two months without actually anybody saying anything, and then walking the streets. Well, finally, uh, something is happening right now, and I hope that the uh, court of law is carried out so that they will get the the punishment that they so richly deserve. But we're talking to two other military men. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Arthur. We have it's 9:49 right now, so we got about 11 minutes. And so, tell me your feelings about what happened with uh, Flynn. And and then then I don't know if Chief Spike has anything to say, but we're going to go to our guest, our special guest, Miss Carolyn. We're going to let her end it because she was married to a military man. Her husband passed away, but he served this country as well. And so she mm-hmm. is done whole with making sure that military personnel is helping to run our country. This is well, this started. is the this is the this is the bully in charge. He's attempting to create an, uh, a, a totalitarian state uh, as best he can, and, and, you know, and, you know, insert his own deep state, uh, you know, where he can rig enough, we can scare people, boo, boo, boo enough, or you know, where he can, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, do some crazy to the post office, you know, he whatever he can do, that's what he's about. He, he's a crook. He's a he, he's an evil guy. And all these uh, enablers, you know, we focus on him. But I'm telling you, you can look at Mitch McConnell and that whole Republican Party and all these people with this money that's supporting these type of people. He ain't just doing that by itself. That was a thing for he got there. He's just a, he just a cherry on the ice cream for them, you know. And so basically, you know, we have to, you know, be about uh, holding all these folks accountable, Ted Cruz, uh, 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 Moscow, Corning, you know, yeah. all of them. So, so yeah. it's basically, like I say, we just have to just, uh, you know, just be vigilant. Right. Okay. Well, President Great. Obama failed right on Great. the head during the campaign when he was running against Hillary when he said that Trump is a thug. And he, that's well, he 100%. Yeah. 
on the head. He is a thug. That's what he is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, so let me let me ask this, Chief. You may have some comments on that, but while you're talking about it, would you say that if Michael, excuse me, not Michael Flynn, James Comey, if James Comey had handled this whole Russia uh, collision collusion investigation, if he had handled it a little differently, uh, I mean, he never really came out and said what he really should have said because he had enough information uh, to take a few people down. Uh, comments on that, Chief Spikes, quickly. You know, I, I know that we got we're short on time, so this is what I'm okay. gonna say, and, and and I'm gonna tie it back to you because the the young lady that's on the line right now, she made a good point. Mm-hmm. At no point in history have we ever served. I know when I was in the military, and probably everybody else that was on this phone, including loved ones and spouse, have we ever okay. had a commander in chief in charge that we could not respect. They may have done some wrong things. They may have did a lot of things. Point in history has it ever been like this? And and I would hate to be a soldier on the line right now oh my out there yeah. serving my country under this yeah. commander in chief. And and yeah. it's nothing else that I can say after then. I you 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 just nailed it. It would be very difficult. And I'll let Mr. Arthur say what he has to say. It would be very difficult to take orders from this guy. It would, and, and I must admit, uh, because we never, we never question if, if, if they told us to, to load up our gear and head into the uh, big sand pail uh, out there, wherever they sent us, we went. We were stationed all across the nation, right? Wherever we were sent, we carried out those orders. We even volunteered for some of them. But I tell you what, I'm with you. I would hate to be. Uh, in the military right about now. And I hear this from a lot of people who say it is very difficult for them to take the orders, but they know they have to take the orders. Mr. Arthur, your comments, your well, final I served, comments. Well, I served, on, I served on Nixon and Ford. So, you know, now he would have made them look real good. See, Nixon looked like a liberal, you know, compared to that. <laughs> <guy. laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, served, I served on the Clinton and Bush and Bush. I served served under three uh, people. So I went to war under uh, George W. Bush. So, um, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah. This guy here is a, I mean, again, again, you know, hey, you know, white people need this. White people, my my white friends, y'all, you know, y'all need to be held accountable for not standing up, sitting up and watch this man. You know, you asked about Comey. You know, okay, okay. You see the way Comey handled his business. He, mm-hmm. You know, Comey. You know, Comey was. You know, all, all that stuff he was doing. He was trying to preserve the Anglo-Saxon uh, mystery thing. You know, okay. because because he could have handled it differently. But he was yeah. giving all this deference. He was giving all this deference all along the way. I mean, even he. Mm-hmm. Even he was, you know, giving up stuff that he shouldn't have been right. giving up from the beginning. So I'm just saying that they get that within the context what we're seeing, just like they, uh, you know, put this man on TV and pretend he's he he's you know treating like he's a normal kind of person, right? Okay. You know, and everybody knows he's not normal, but they sit there and, and we got to go through this thing, watch him do this thing. So I'm just saying, it's a it, you know it's a deep situation. It's you know it's a it's a white side a psychological thing working, you know, uh, 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 you know, and they having to. You know, they say, okay, we're going to be the minority in a minute. 
you know, it's just a lot of different dynamics at play right now with them. You know, we're in a global economy. That yeah. is, you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, you know, how we perceive. So Trump just saying, I don't give a darn how we perceive. We racist. We're right. just going to be that way. So that's what we're fighting Wow. Go ahead, Ms. Carroll. Yes, yes. I want you, everybody, go to democracynow.org. And and COVID-19 has been racialized. Black scholar Jill Nelson arrested Mm. for charging Trump is equal to black. Please go to democracynow.org and uh, also put your name. You guys are very nice, uh, knowledgeable people. Please put your name with uh, Amy Goodman. And so they can, you can be interviewed, please, on their uh, radio okay. uh, TV stations. We appreciate you. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Can, can you give me that website hey, again? I, I, did you get it, Chief? Yeah, the, I, didn't, I didn't get it mo- either. Maybe Rihanna got it because she's still listening in. Okay, let's listen democracy again, sir. Now, yeah, democracynow.org. Democracynow.org. Democracy.org. Now. Oh, the market. Oh, okay, got it. Got it. Okay, thank you so hey, much for hey, that. Hey, Dr. Sir. McKellen, could yes, you sir. close us out on a positive note about the ship captain is going to get his job back? Oh, All yes. Right. That's right. Thank All you so right. much yeah. for that. Yeah, we, we honor the, the one thing that, thank you so much, Chief, and thank you so much, Ms. Carroll, for being on and all of those that have been on tonight. This has been an amazing show, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. But the one thing that I can tell you is that it makes me feel very happy when the right thing happens. And the right thing happens. But you, as a medical person, we have to make sure that we take care of the people that are serving within our jurisdiction. And if, what kind of manager would I be, what kind of commander would I be if I see that the people that are working in my hospital and not being taken care of, that they're coming down with illnesses, they don't have masks, they don't have all the things that they need in order to take care of patients on day-to-day. So when people speak, stand up, and say, no, this is wrong, we're not accepting it, then things change. So that's a message to us to speak up when we, need, when we see things that need to change in our society. It takes all of us, one person at a time, to start with us, make the change. How do I want to see things change? How do I want to see uh, this country? How do I, what is my greatness? How I can add to it to make it a better place to live, starting in, within our own community, one person at a time. So to know that that shipmate is going to get his job back uh, was very refreshing because he should not have ever been should taken never out lost of it. Should never, should have ever lost it. So it was an honor to serve. It was an honor to serve this country. When I retired out 2009 under uh, Barack Obama, uh, it, I had no problems uh, from when he came in to say, do this, this, and this. I served a few months until June, uh, and then that's when I retired, July, as a matter of fact. July 4th, as a matter of fact, is what my papers say. So it was mm-hmm. an honor to take orders for people, from people who we know have our best interests. So I'm thankful that America spoke up and had the best interest uh, of this uh, gentleman and to make sure that he was able to get his job. Thank you so much, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ms. Carroll, who continued to fight for veterans. 
uh, across this nation. Uh, to tell you a little bit about her, she has actually uh, taught in a school, started a school there in Denver and touched 7,000 lives. So I say to the people out there listening, find what your niche is and take advantage of this time. Write your books, whatever it is that you want to see happen for yourself. Make that thing happen. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Chief Spice. It was an honor to have you to be on with us tonight. Thank you, Mr. Arthur. Nice to meet you, Chief. Nice to meet you, Chief. Yes, yes. It's nice meeting you also. Yeah. All right. It's 9.59, and I think we're right on point. So we're going to turn to and, and Dr. Michelle, I, I don't know what your yes. song I, – I, Rihanna didn't tell me. <laughs> I, I remember the song, but I can't, I can't find I it. So find if it. you That's could so just great. end us out, we'll, we'll, that will be great because I'm, well, I'm going to try well, to go it, with I, that. It would have been, been great if you had something by Betty Wright or something by Little Richard. We know we lost some, we lost some legends this past week. Uh, Little Absolutely. Richard, I, I don't I have any of it, way. so we're going to – I'm going to let you mention it, and that's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to get out of here. (laughs) We're just going to get out. Thank you so very much. It's 10 o'clock. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for watching and listening to Marvelous Monday. Bye now. All right. Good night.